Hello there, old and new friends. Welcome to Divine Musing Episode 9, Three People in One. I am Destiny Rambo Corey, and I am so excited that you have joined me for this journey into scripture, literature, poetry, and prayer as we view them through the light of transformation and growth. Here's something I've been thinking about lately. We begin with a quote from Charlotte McCulka, a licensed clinical social worker and author. The body can express emotional issues a person may have difficulty processing consciously. I believe that the vast majority of people don't recognize what their bodies are really telling them. The way I see it, our emotions are music and our bodies are instruments that play the discordant tunes. But if we don't know how to read music, we just think the instrument is defective. One of my first childhood memories of sitting in church and listening to a sermon was actually a illustrated sermon that my mother preached at a women's conference. She had this little three-leg stool made that the legs could screw on and off. And down the side of each leg was painted a word kind of boldly in black. One said spirit, one said soul, and one said body. What I remember most about this message, aside from how funny that little stool looked, uh, was the way that she would try to make it stand up if one of the legs were removed. The message was about walking in inner alignment and balance between your spirit, soul, and body. As I've grown, the reality of that little three-leg stool has made such an impact on how I see myself and humanity as a whole. Each of us is really three of us. In the same way that the Holy Trinity exists as one, Father, Son, and Spirit, separate but one, I am also spirit, soul, and body, separately but existing as one. I remember learning about the Holy Trinity in Sunday school and the teacher breaking it down in a way we could understand it by using water as an example. Liquid water, steam, and ice are all the same elements of H2O, but in various states. She compared God to liquid water, fluid and powerful. Jesus was the ice, a solid manifestation that we could hold in our hands. Spirit was the steam that hovered in the air and surrounds us. Knowing that we were created in the image of God, it makes perfect sense that we would also be triune beings. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 through 24 out of the Amplified Translation says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through, that is, separate you from profane and vulgar things, make you pure and whole and undamaged, consecrated to him, set apart for his purpose. And may your spirit and soul and body be kept complete and be found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful and absolutely trustworthy is he who is calling you to himself for your salvation, and he will do it. He will fulfill his call by making you holy, guarding you, watching over you, and protecting you as his own. I love the way that these verses are worded in the message translation as well. May God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole, put you together, spirit, soul, and body. 
and keep you fit for the coming of our master, Jesus. The one who called you is completely dependable. If he said he'll do it, he'll do it. I wanted to do a little digging into the words translated spirit, soul, and body in this verse, and I found some incredible insights. Spirit comes from a Greek word meaning the vital principle by which the body is animated, the rational spirit, the power by which the human being feels, thinks, and decides. What's even more interesting is that the same exact word was also translated into Holy Ghost, such as in the story of Mary being impregnated by the Holy Ghost. Soul comes from the Greek word meaning the breath of life, the seat of feelings, desires, affections, and aversions. Body comes from the Greek word meaning exactly what you think it means. We as humans are a finely braided strand of intricate parts, and it is so important to care for each one of those strands equally. I think the one I personally have the most hard time with is the body. From the time I was little, I've battled with health issues, and the minute I seem to get one thing under control, something else comes up. It's hard to love your body when it's constantly throwing curveballs at you. And speaking of curves, goodness, whoever told me that um, after 30, whatever you eat finds somewhere to stick itself on you, they were not lying. Um, in my 20s, I was so weight conscious and went through cycle after cycle of diets and pills and fasts. It was just all so unhealthy. I was a dancer and a dance teacher for years, and so the pressure of body image was constant. I look back on some pictures of me from that time, and even though I was skinny and I could fit in smaller clothes and athletic and all the things, um, my cheeks just looked so sunken in and my eyes were dark and sad. Um, just outward manifestations of what was weighing on the inside. Right now, I'm not the heaviest weight-wise I've ever been, but I'm kind of close to it. I had to first break the cycle of seeing food as a weakness or an evil in my life. Um, to start my own personal journey towards overall healing. Um, I'm now in a place of working with my body uh, to get into better shape without uh, just beating her up. It's challenging, but we are working on it. <laughs> of the three, the soul is the one that gets us into the most trouble. It's constantly brewing longing and desire and affection. And if those things aren't channeled in healthy ways, they will destroy you. When they're channeled into loving relationships or into creative outlets, the soul is such a powerful place of connection. The soul makes life exciting and interesting. It is the fire that can heal or bring destruction. It is where our expectations live, and if we don't manage them properly, they will eat us alive. The soul is the part of us that needs the most work to keep in check. Even David was constantly talking to his soul, telling it what to do. He says numerous times throughout the Psalms, bless the Lord, O my soul. The spirit doesn't need to be reminded of these things, but the seed of our humanity does. The spirit is the most exciting to me. It's the place that connects us with the divine. Spirit is like that one outfit you know you can always put on and look amazing in. Uh, no matter how many other things you try on, you always go back to it because it just works, kind of like these uh, <laughs> these black turtlenecks for these musings. It just works. Um, I believe that spirit is the most perfect part of us that the more we feed, the stronger it grows. 
the more we learn and grow and maintain vivacious curiosity, uh, the Spirit elevates us to a place where we truly can communicate with the divine face to face. We are spiritual beings living an earthly existence surrounded by a spirit world. Everything we need is in that spirit world, and the stronger our own spirit is, the easier we can access what's around us. One of the greatest chapters in scripture about understanding spirit working in us is Romans 8. I strongly recommend spending some time in it on your own. It's lengthy and each verse is so rich, but really worth tearing into, like uh, eating a giant cinnamon bun and licking all the icing off your fingers. It's worth taking apart. Um, I will though share verses nine through 11 out of the message translation, just because it reads so beautifully. But if God himself has taken up residence in your life, you can hardly be thinking more of yourself than of him. Anyone, of course, who has not welcomed this invisible but clearly present God, the Spirit of Christ, won't know what we're talking about. But for you who welcome him, in whom he dwells, even though you still experience all the limitations of sin, you yourself experience life on God's terms. It stands to reason, doesn't it, that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, he'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself? When God lives and breathes in you, and he does as surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life. With his spirit living in you, your body will be as alive as Christ's. I think that deserves an amen. <laughs> um, several years ago, I was in a group therapy workshop about relationships. Several of us in attendance were on serious journeys of getting our lives together. And uh, this particular class was on how to integrate back into real life and relationships, but from a healthy perspective. Most of us had been through cycle after cycle of unhealthy connections, and we were seeking guidance. During a question and answer section, somebody asked the therapist the question, do you think that it's possible to be in love with more than one person at the same time? The whole room leaned in to hear what this woman had to say to such a risky question. She answered very calmly, yes, I believe in fact, a person can be in love with up to three people at once. We all were in shock. She began to break down the concept that we began this musing with, the triune being. She explained that when we're not walking in healing and wholeness, the threads of our being are just sort of flapping in the wind independently and each one can fall in love on its own. I began to think back over the friendships and relationships and unhealthy um, just connections in my life and I realized how many of them were one-stranded people I loved only from my soul, or people I was only attracted to on a physical level with no depth. She went on to say that the healthiest way to find your person is to allow yourself to become whole first, then open your heart to someone who is equally whole. That will narrow down the dating pool tremendously. Uh, once you've started looking for love in the right ways, find someone who you connect with on all three levels. Someone raised their hand and said, but if you don't connect with all three, which one is the most important? She answered that the most important one of all is spirit. If spirit connects first, the rest are likely to follow. 
This wisdom will stay with me for the rest of my life, and I hope it will with you and permeate every relationship in your life. The more we lean into Christ alive on the inside of us, the more our three stranded selves braid together and we can live to the fullest we were created to live. If you are in a place of seeking inner wholeness, if you feel more like your triune self is just blowing in the wind separately and you need the help of divine to braid you back together, then why don't we say this prayer together? Divine Creator, you sent your son Jesus to earth to show us the way, the way towards wholeness, the way to clarity, the way to inner unity. Meet me in my frailties and help me to find the strength to fight for every part of myself equally until I am put back together again. I know I cannot do this in my own strength and am seeking your wisdom. You are the one who weaved my spirit, soul, and body together in the first place, and I surrender to your perfect weaving once again. Bring healing where there is brokenness and strength where weakness has taken over. Help me to learn to love the parts of me that make me unique and to let go of any shame from my brokenness. Show me the way to a whole and fulfilled life. My spirit, soul, and body trust in you. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I will leave you with a segment from the poem, We Can See the Truth in Your Eyes by Rumi. For ages you have come and gone, courting this delusion. For ages you have run from the pain and fortified the ecstasy. So come, return to the root of your own soul. Although you appear in earthly form, your essence is pure consciousness. You are the fearless guardian of divine light. So come, return to the root of your own soul. When you lose all sense of self, the bonds of a thousand chains will vanish. Lose yourself completely. Return to the root of your own soul. You descended from Adam by the pure word of God, but you turned your sight to the empty show of this world. Alas, how can you be satisfied with so little? So come, return to the root of your own soul. Why are you so enchanted by this world when a mine of gold lies within you? Open your eyes and come, return to the root of your own soul. I hope this musing has given you a little something to think about too. Thank you so much for joining me today for Divine Musing. For more information, head over to www.rambocory.com. I would love to connect with you on social media. You can find me at facebook.com forward slash destiny makes music or on Instagram and Twitter at Des Rambo Music.